Hello and welcome to Penalty on the Podcaster Overtime, the weekly XFL and USFL predicting podcast. This week, predicting the XFL Division Championships and Week 3 of the 2023 USFL season. So, before we get to the content, a few messages. Number one, the disclaimer. This is for educational and entertainment purposes only. This is truly not gambling advice, and I am not responsible for any money that was lost. It was lost while gambling on things said in this podcast. Um, also, this is an unsponsored podcast. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast, my email is in the description. Or if you want to contact me for whatever reason, my email is in the description. This podcast is available on YouTube, Spotify, RSS Community, and Google Podcasts. The link to all those will be in the description if you want to check them out on the other platforms. Uh, RSS Community is the recommended way to listen because you can view the transcripts there. And make sure to like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Help the channel grow. It costs nothing. takes about a second. And you can always change your mind later. Make sure to ding that bell on YouTube or follow or subscribe on the other platforms to never miss an episode. Today is April 28th. Later today... There will be an episode coming out about Lamar Jackson and his new contract. Uh, So listen for that. And so, yeah. And also, the best way you can support the show is spread the word. Just Just tell a friend. Honestly, it's the easiest and best way to support the show. Let's get to it. Starting with the XFL, Arlington Renegades at Houston Roughnecks. South Division Championship. Um, the Renegades are a great team. They've been great with Brandon Silvers at quarterback. And, yeah, he's been incredible. And the the receiver room has been incredible. And the running backs. Arlington has been pretty good, too. But... Um, yeah. Brandon Silvers is for fifth in passing, while Renegades Luis Perez is fourth in passing. And I don't really like Luis Perez. I think he just is good if his team is good. Like, he doesn't carry the team. Max Borgie is a great running back at number five. On the rankings, just below Devion Smith, who is the running back for the Renegades. And then Sal Canella is a great tight end. And Cedric Bird is the leading receiver. He's the leading receiver for... Canella is the leading receiver for Arlington. Bird is the leading receiver for Houston. And... Houston has been a great team so far. So I predict that Brandon Silvers throws at least two touchdowns. I predict Luis Perez throws at least one interception. And I predict that Sal Canella and Cedric Bird each catch a touchdown for their respective teams. And I predict that Max Borgie rushes for at least one touchdown. And I predict that... Uh, for the Renegades, 
So for the Renegades, I predict that Devion Smith will rush for at least one touchdown. I predict the Roughnecks winning like 20, like 32-27. And I predict them moving on to the final. Now on to the North Division Championship, where it's the Seattle Sea Dragons who beat out the, um, oh, I forgot the name, St. Louis Battlehawks for the division, uh, first spot in the division championships. And, but uh, they're against the 9 and 1 defenders, who are the best team in the league easily. Uh, the Seattle Sea Dragons have, have Ben DiNucci, the best quarterback in the league. And I predict him throwing at least two touchdowns. I predict Jordan Tamu, the defender's quarterback, throwing at least two touchdowns and rushing for at least one touchdown. And I predict Abram Smith rushing for at least one touchdown. And for the Sea Dragons, Ben DiNucci played for the Cowboys in the NFL. And he has said that the receiving room in the for the Sea Dragons is the best that he's ever been in, which is huge. They have number three, Jacor Pearson, and I predict him catching at least one touchdown. And the defenders aren't that good at the wide receiver position. Their leading receiver is Lucky Jackson. So... All in all, I do predict the defenders winning a tight game uh, 25-23. Scores are weird in the XFL, so that's what I'm going with. Also, something I forgot I'm, I should review last week's slate of games. I'm out of practice with this, honestly. I've been doing so much uh, episodes on for... Like another sub show, penalty on the podcast, or I just want to talk, where I've done like Aaron Rodgers and it's taken up um, most of my podcasting time. So I've forgotten. But the way the show's going to work, if it isn't obvious already, I'm going to review last week's slate of games, talk about each game, and then uh, look to this week's slate of games and uh, talk about each game, give predictions for score and outcome and individual player performances. So I'm going to go over last week's slate of games for the XFL 3.0 now. Orlando Guardians at St. Louis Battlehawks. Of course, the Battlehawks blew them out, but they still miss out on the playoffs. The defenders beat the Brahmas in an unexpectedly tight game. The Roughnecks creamed the Renegades 25-9. So yeah, definitely the Roughnecks are winning this. In the playoffs. And then the Vipers beat the Sea Dragons. No, the Sea Dragons beat the Vipers. Sorry. Alright, moving on to USFL. So, last week in the USFL, there was the, the Houston Gamblers at New Orleans Breakers. And the Breakers won an unexpectedly tight game. With the gamblers being that bad. And then the Memphis Showboats. I I said they were a good team. And that they could contend if they weren't facing a team that made the championship. Well, brutal schedule. They they beat. They, well, they didn't beat. They faced. 
the defending champions and got beat by 40 points. Their only score was a safety. Uh, I'm unsure as to how that happened. But, yeah, it was a blowout. I'm, I like Alex McGoo much better than Jamar Smith. So, I think it's much better. And he defeated the the defense of the showboat with, like, four touchdowns and putting up 42 points. And then the Generals beat the Maulers. The Maulers are better than last year, but they're still not at all good. The The Generals with Dakota Prukop and Deontay Johnson are pretty good this season, 20-3. They're now 1-1. One and one. And then... The Michigan Panthers have made a huge leap from being one of the worst in the league in 2022 to being in 2023. Like, they they beat the runner-up, which is incredible. And so now this week, Breakers at Stallions. Um, yeah, Stallions. I'm just going to say that they're going to win this. They are struggling with injuries, but they do have... They, they are still such a good team. And, like, their running back has just... Their running back room with CJ Maribel leading. And, you know, Bo Scarborough hopefully will be back soon. It looks like he will be active for this game. And, you know... And Zaquandre White did very well. So I don't know who's going to start. I think all three running backs are going to get some time playing. And, like, the Stallions are just such a good team. They got a great quarterback who I predict will throw at least two touchdowns in Alex McGoo. I predict one of their running backs will rush for at least... I, I predict... That their ru- their running back room collectively will rush for two touchdowns. They're just so good and unstoppable. They're having a little trouble with depth at wide receiver. Uh, they had a huge injury to their best wide receiver in week one. He I think tore his Achilles, but uh, and it was a bad injury. I think I forgot what his name was. I think it was like Mar. I think it was Marlon Williams, but it was really bad, and like they're struggling a little with depth at. Wide receiver, but I don't think it will slow anything down, especially with Michael Darius. I predict him catching at least one touchdown. And their defense, though, has been just a pounding defense. They barely let anything up. They're, they're so good. And, like... Number 36, I forgot his name, like, just left such a good impression on me at the outside linebacker position. And 
you know, they're dealing with the loss of DeMarcus Gates, but they're doing very well with pass rushing. They're still doing very well at pass rushing, and they're getting the sacks and the pressures, and they're really doing what they need to do to be successful and to be a good defense. So I really like it, and I think they'll force at least two turnovers. They're just a really good, it's just a really good unit there. And for the Breakers, they have lost Kyle Sloter, their quarterback. I think I've said that the past two weeks. They've got Akil Glass at quarterback and Davis Cheek and... They've also got Paul Adams. No, sorry, Mc, McLeod Bethel Thompson. And but they have lost their uh star tight end, Sal Canella. He's with the XFL and doing pretty well. There this is a battle between undefeated teams, but I think the undefeated team coming out of this will be the Stallions. I'm predicting a 21-14 game. And then Memphis Showboats at Houston Gamblers. I really think that the Showboats can do something here. Like, I know, like, they've had such a brutal schedule with the runner-up and then the champions. But now they got, like, the worst team in the league last year. So, I think Brady White will throw at least one touchdown. He's a big guy. He really is. And, yeah, I think they're just a good team that can, I think they can make the playoffs, but um, I don't think they'll win a playoff game. And so, but I predict Brady White throwing at least one touchdown. He's not that bad. He struggles a little with like timing and accuracy, but I don't think it is too much of a concern right now for the showboats and like and as i've said he's a pretty big guy playing quarterback he's taller than some of his offensive linemen so yeah but for this i predict the showboats winning uh 17 14 at pittsburgh maulers at philadelphia stars the Maulers have done pretty well, but the Stars are a really good team. Case Cookus is doing very well right now. Um, the defense, the Maulers' defense is just, has just been really good, but not good enough to really win them games, unfortunately for them. Boogie Roberts is a great tackle, uh, defensive tackle. And I predict him getting at least one sack of Case Cookus. For the Stars, I do predict Case Cookus throwing at least two touchdowns. I predict Channing Stribling getting an interception because Chan- Channing Stribling is just a really good player. He just does his job. And they're just a good team. And so... And I predict Matt Colburn 
getting at least one touchdown. And I predict Christian Roland getting at least one touchdown as well. So, yeah. Oh, it's Chris Roland, actually. I predict the Stars winning a 28-16 game. And then Generals at Panthers. The Generals have a great running back in Darius Victor. And in Dakota Prukop and Deontay Johnson, they have two very... DeAndre Johnson. They have two good quarterbacks. And so they're one and one after a loss by a loss to Birmingham. And they're a pretty good team. I do predict two touchdowns being thrown. No, three touchdowns being thrown by the Generals. And I predict no, I predict two touchdowns being thrown by the Generals and at least one touchdown rushed for by uh, Darius Victor. For the uh, Panthers, Carson Strong is their quarterback. I think it was an Eagles practice squad guy. They're 2-0, which is very different from their 0-2 start through Week 2 last season. And... They do have Reggie Corbin at running back. And I predict him getting at least one touchdown. And I predict Carson Strong throwing at least one touchdown. I don't know what to expect because the Panthers are clearly a different team. The Generals won nine straight last season and made the North Championship. Is it? Yeah, they made the North Championship, losing to the Stars. So I don't know what to expect. The Panthers have the better record, but they haven't faced Birmingham. I don't so I, so what to expect is very different. But I really like the quarterback combination of the Generals. I think they do it very well, and it makes it very hard for defenses. I think I'll go Generals in a. Tight 24-21 game. And that is it. Um, Make sure to watch out for the Lamar Jackson episode coming out very soon. Uh, This podcast is currently unsponsored. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast or contact me for whatever reason, my email is in the description. This podcast is available on YouTube, Spotify, RSS Community, and Google Podcasts. Link to all to this show and all those platforms will be in the description. Uh, if you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Help the channel grow. It costs nothing and takes about a second. And you can always change your mind. Make sure to ding that bell or follow or subscribe, whatever, to never miss an episode. I hope you've enjoyed this installment of Penalty on the Podcaster Overtime. You'll hear more of me next episode.